Hello and welcome to the Healthy Humans Podcast. My name is Nathan. I'm going to be hosting today. Welcome to episode six, Gym Etiquette. The reason we are going to be covering this is because etiquette is something that most people learn just by watching and observing. Not enough people are explicitly told how to behave in a gym, what is considered acceptable, and what is not. I am writing this episode because I have encountered this issue several times recently when sitting down to do consultations with new clients. They come to me because they want to train, but they've also never been told what to do and how to do it and everything just concerning behavior in the gym, especially the weight room in particular. In this episode of the Healthy Humans Podcast, we will discuss the basics of proper gym etiquette, differences in gym culture, and how etiquette may vary, and finally, why it matters for your gym experience and for those around you, including staff as well. Imagine yourself as a new gym person. You just signed up for a new gym and you're going to be begin your first workout. You walk into the facility and you're looking at all your options. You see a long line of treadmills and other cardio equipment. Some you're not even sure how to use. On the other side of the gym, you see machine weights. So many machines. Which ones should you use? Which ones train what muscles. Next to those, you see squat racks, bench presses, and a variety of free weight contraptions. There's a line of dumbbells stretching across the entire wall, some of them so big you don't even think you could get them out of the rack. Along with all of this, you see people as well. Some big, some small, some muscled, some petite. They are all doing all sorts of different movements and exercises. So you're thinking, what should you do? What is the right order? What are the rules of this place? There's a lot of unanswered questions, so hopefully we can go over a few of those here today. This is why concerning gym etiquette is so, or covering gym etiquette is so important. Before developing a routine, it is important to know what is considered correct behavior in the gym. Now, before we get into this, I do want you to know this isn't going to be an elitist rant about how you should work out, but more of the ground rules that will benefit you in your gym time and those around you. Remember, you can't control the behavior of others, but you can control what you do. Let's go over our first etiquette point. Let's start off with a big one. Don't stare at people in the gym. This is for several reasons. The first is that it's kind of weird. Um, this doesn't mean like you shouldn't notice other people in the gym, but that you should be aware of the, that the gym is a very intimidated in place for many people. Most people go to the gym with the same goal in mind, which is improving themselves one day at a time. For those who are in the gym who might be self-conscious of their weight or their frame or their lack of muscles, receiving that extra attention might only serve to validate their anxieties about being there. I see this concern, especially among clients that feel like they need to lose weight. A comment I hear often is, I need to get in shape before I go into the gym, which frankly is completely backwards, but is a valid thought to have in that situation. One, our entire beauty culture is based around the quote, Instagram perfect body. Many people who don't measure up to that unrealistic standard then feel unwelcomed in the gym because they don't fit that mold. It is up to us to make sure that we can change that. An easy way to destigmatize the gym is interacting with other members. Introduce yourself, learn people's names, and in a global sense, these are your neighbors. It is important to help build them up, even if that means just saying, hey, Steve, or hey, Jeff, I hope you have a great workout today. That is usually enough to make a huge difference in someone's workout. The second reason you shouldn't stare is that you shouldn't alien other, alienate others based on their gender. If you don't know this already, historically, it was frowned upon for a long time for women to be involved in sports and regular exercise. 
Once exercising became more of a norm for women, it was still regulated to what was considered feminine exercises. So thankfully, gym culture is slowly shifting away from that. Now women can participate in almost any activity with confidence and strength, just how it should be. As a trainer myself, I get to hear the direct commentary from my female clients and members. So they are usually pretty upfront if someone has made them feel uncomfortable in the gym. And it takes everyone working towards an inclusive environment to make that happen. So make sure you are putting your best foot forward when interacting with all members inside your gym. Now, again, this goes much farther than just staring at people, but people tend to stare. Uh, that's just something that's like pretty common. Just remember the best way to combat just making people feel like the other inside the gym is just to be kind to everyone. Let's move on to etiquette point number two. Next one I want to discuss is hygiene inside the gym. Wipe down your equipment. For some of you, it took a global pandemic for you to learn to wipe down your equipment properly. And I cannot tell you how many times, even right after reopening gyms, that I had to continually remind people to wipe down their equipment after use. Sweat is gross and no one wants to use the bench right after you if you haven't wiped it down. Take the time to clean off your equipment. It has and always will be a courteous thing to do. This is usually the biggest complaint I get from people. Someone will come up to me and say, so-and-so didn't wipe down any other stuff, and they just left. Don't be that person. I don't like hearing it. Uh, the staff doesn't like cleaning up after it, and no one really wants to follow and use that machine after you have not disinfected it as you're going through. Many gyms also even have fines associated with cleanliness. So not only is it gross, but it creates more work for the staff as well, and it could get you out a little bit of money. Let's go over etiquette point number three, reserving equipment and not using it. Now, here is where I wanna take a little bit more of a nuanced approach because there are so many types of training styles that you may use several pieces of equipment at the same time. Sometimes that is okay, sometimes it is not. So let's go over when this is not okay. Don't reserve or use a machine for longer than is posted during peak hours. Most gyms have a finite amount of machines to use. We have all had to go to the gym during peak hours before and you feel like you walk in and everything is taken. So to share the space well, most gyms have a 30 minute rule. After 30 minutes on a treadmill, it is courteous to get off and let someone else use it. However, keep in mind, it isn't considered out of line to stay on a machine for more than the time posted if there are several others open and ready to use. Just use a little bit of judgment and read the room appropriately. Don't reserve a machine, not use it, and spend that time socializing with somebody else. I know that for many people, the gym is a place where they spend a lot of their time. I do too. I spend about 10 hours in a gym every single day. However, it is considered rude to put your water bottle on the machine and just walk away and go talk to your friend. Many people who go to the gym have very limited time to do so. So let's be considerate of those people and keep that in mind when we're going through. You can always socialize and come back to that machine at a different time. On the flip side of that coin, if someone has reserved a machine or a station or a set of weights, don't just go over and grab them without asking first. Maybe that person forgot their headphones in their car and are running out to get them. Maybe that person's using their restroom and will be back soon. Maybe that person is socializing and they might let you use it. You only need to ask. Be respectful of the answer, but it is very, very courteous and usually very helpful for people to just ask them, hey, are you done with this? Or hey, are you going to use this? I would love to use it. People respect that kind of forwardness and that level of politeness as well. So let's, let's again, all just be respectful and kind to each other. You may be 
asking, okay, well, when is it okay to reserve a machine? For any of the reasons listed above, again, like if you've got to go grab something, or you need to use the bathroom, totally fine, do it. Like you're gonna come back in a few minutes, you're good to go. Or if you're working on multiple machines and exercising uh, on them at the same time, like doing a, some sort of circuit, totally okay. Some gyms have like indoor tracks or other pieces of cardio equipment located throughout the gym. If somebody wanted to do an, like an interval training or a circuit where they used a bench, then they ran a lap and then completed, came back and completed their next set, that's totally okay. I would suggest, however, if you do this type of training, make sure you leave something obvious of yours at the station, like a water bottle or a sweat towel to indicate that it's being used. That way, so somebody who comes in will see those pieces of equipment and say, oh, uh, that is being used. I'm not going to use that treadmill. I will use a different one. Again, most points of etiquette come with some pieces of nuance to them. So if you are doing one set of an exercise, then go on like a 10 minute run on the other side of the gym. That's a little bit too long to be gone from your station. That's enough time for someone to be like, hey, this person's not coming back to their station and they just like didn't clean it up. Your returns should be frequent enough that it is obvious to others that you're still using that machine. Also, if you do like doing this style of workout, but the layout of the gym doesn't allow for it easily, then find a different solution. Be creative in your workouts to best fit the space you're in, equipment available, and people you share it with. Going into etiquette point number four, we're gonna talk about misusing machines and dropping weights. This one always gets me. I have seen people do some crazy things on machines with dumbbells, with plates and cable machines, basically anything that is in the gym, I have seen somebody misuse it in some sort of way. This is the type of thing that you see in like gym fail videos. You'll see people just do odd things and just please do this as a favor to me, only use machines in a way that are meant to. This is mostly a safety issue and I have seen people hurt them themselves in ways I never thought was possible using these machines. Also keep in mind, most gyms have cameras and they will look back at them to see how you got hurt. So just keep in mind that they are going to see what you did. Next, when using like free weights, for example, if you want to try out a new exercise and you're not sure what it does or what muscle it trains, or even if it's safe, ask a staff member. It is always the best route. Not everyone has the body awareness, skill, or experience in the gym to just pick up a new exercise and do it perfectly on the first time. Stay humble, stay safe, ask for help first if you have a question. Lastly, when using plate-loaded resistance machines or cable machines, please do not drop your weights at the end of a set. A good rule of thumb is this. If you cannot control the weight through the entire range of motion, it is too heavy for you and you need a lighter weight. As you note, I'm not referring to like Olympic lifts here, things where you might need to put weights down in a hurry because that's part of the exercise. I'm referring to like the chest press machine someone is using and they just let the stack slam down after every single rep. So again, a little bit of nuance here, just keep in mind where you're at and how the piece should be used. This also should be stated, if you can't complete an exercise to its full range of motion, it is too heavy for you. What I mean by this is that when someone, say Jeff, hops onto a chest press machine and only moves the handles maybe a few inches away from his torso without fully extending his arms, that's not that's not cutting it. I'm not sure what you think you should why you should train like that, Jeff, but you are not doing yourself a service. So keep that in mind. All right, we're gonna get into etiquette point number five, spotting somebody for a lift. For example, we'll use Jeff as an example here. He's just gonna be our guinea pig for today's podcast. He comes over to you and asks for a spot on his bench press. There are a few questions you should ask Jeff before he begins his lift. The first one is how many reps do you want to complete? 
And this gives you a framework to work within while you are spotting. That way you are making the safest decisions for when you should expect Jeff to be successful and when you should expect Jeff to fail. Also, as the lifter, Jeff shouldn't tell me I want to complete eight reps when he can't even complete one rep successfully. This actually puts both people in a dangerous position and is unacceptable. Fun story, I did actually have this happen to me once. I was working the floor at a gym and a stranger came up to me and asked for a spot. And I was like, oh, sure, why not? Uh, that's what I'm here for. I'm glad you asked. Let's get into it. So I went through my questions and he told me he wanted to complete six reps of a bench press. Little did I know he had never completed that weight choice before and he failed on the very first rep. First of all, that took me very off guard because if somebody says like, hey, I'm going to complete six reps, you expect them to fail on maybe like four five or six, not like the first rep. So that took me off guard. I was very surprised by that. And second, then I was responsible for picking up this bar, which he had loaded up to about 315 pounds, mind you, off of this man's chest with no help from him. So I was able to get that bar re-racked, but I could have seriously hurt myself. In fact, I did actually end up straining both of my wrists in the process, and it took me about two weeks to fully get my grip strength back. So don't be like that guy. Choose a weight that's realistic for you when you're asking for a spot. A spot does not automatically mean you can lift 100 pounds more than you're used to. We're talking like it, you might be able to get like an extra rep or two on your last set. That's kind of the difference there. The second question you should be asking is, do you want help on your liftoff? So this is usually the hardest part of the lift. At the moment of liftoff, the inertia of the bar has to be overcome for that bar to actually start moving, usually from a slightly less than optimal position as well from the beginning of the lift. Not everyone needs help on this part, but it is good to ask just because it usually will uh, line up with somebody's idea and how they want to complete that set. Last question I usually ask somebody is, do you want my hands on or off the bar during your lift? And or do you need assistance towards the end of your set? Again, this is mostly a preparatory question. You are trying to anticipate the needs of the person being spotted and they may see like, oh, this is like stupid because they might say, oh, I never want you to touch the bar. Just let me fail and I will tell you when I need help picking up the bar. And again, that's fantastic. So now you know that that is the expectation. But some people might want to know that you are there ready to grab that bar if you need, or they might even need a little bit of help on their last rep or two. But they hopefully will let you know. Communication is pretty important here. Others don't want you to touch the bar at all and might only want your help once they've already begun to fail. Again, that's kind of like different sides of the spectrum, and that's really up to preference. But again, make the expectations clear beforehand for maximum safety. As a personal rule, this isn't really a question, but this could be kind of considered a fourth thing, but you should always encourage that person while they need a spot. Regardless of the exercise, the individual or the weight choice, this is a big deal for Jeff to come out of his comfort zone and ask for help and you're providing encouragement during the lift validates that process so Jeff is more likely to be safe in the future as well. Also, research shows that encouragement boosts performance. So you are literally boosting Jeff's ability to lift by being there. So be a difference maker and encourage that person while they're going through their lift. It's really, really important. You're going to make that person's day. Next, we're going to go over gym specific etiquette. When discussing etiquette or just behavior in the gym with new members and clients, there is usually a list of things each gym will go over with you at the beginning of your gym tour or your sign up appointment, whatever it might be. 
This usually includes sanitation requirements like dress code, behavior. It, they're just going to they're going to hopefully cover all of the things that you should know. This usually will cover everything we've addressed previously already, but some gyms also have specific rules for their facility. You might be familiar with the lunk alarm that a certain gym franchise uses as well. This goes off anytime somebody is getting too rowdy in the gym. But again, that's a very subjective measure, right? Many people make fun of this, uh, but there is a reason that's there. As I stated at the top of the episode, maybe somebody coming in for their first time into the gym, they might be feeling anxious about that. Maybe the grunting and the slamming makes them feel uncomfortable. Again, this is a new world for them. They're not used to being in this space. So having that step, even though it might seem silly, provides a safe place for this person to exercise and become a better human again. So that way everyone can work towards that common goal. And if that doesn't work for you, you can do two different things. Modify your own behavior. So if you're a grunter or a weight dropper or something like that, just try not to do that if you don't want to set the alarms off or find a different gym. Find one that better fits your training style so that you can be the most successful. I'll put this in context of myself. I am a loud lifter. I breathe loud. I do a lot of breath exercises when I am lifting. So I'm not a quiet person when I work out. I also do a, I do a lot of power lifting and some Olympic, Olympic lifting as well. And these tend to require breathing techniques that would usually like set off that like quote unquote lunk alarm or just it's that behavior that might make people feel uncomfortable. I hear people all the time uh, will come up and be like, hey, I don't like it when people are making noise when they are lifting, which if the gym's rules don't have anything stated against that, then it's kind of like, well, it's they're not breaking the rules. Like there's usually a reason. Um, and a lot of the times people will usually do their best when they are um, making that little bit of extra noise. That little bit of exaggeration can actually be psychologically motivating to that person. So uh, at the end of the day, find a gym that fits your style of training and that you're going to fit with the community and culture that is there. Then we get into end of all of this. Why does this matter? At the end of the day, it always comes down to the why. Why is etiquette important? It's important because it fosters a place of safety and belonging for all people so that the community has a space where they can be healthy, comfortable, and challenge themselves to be better humans. Maybe it is you who makes a difference in Jeff's health and fitness journey or whoever it might be. Maybe because you were the one who demonstrated good etiquette, was always kind and welcoming. Now, Jeff or whoever that person might be, they feel super welcome at that gym. They feel like they can ask good questions and they're not going to you know, get made fun of. They can ask for a spot when they need it and always feel encouraged about the work they are doing. So that at the end of the day is why it all matters. Thanks so much for listening today here, guys. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, and honestly, I'm trying to get these episodes out as fast as I can. I have a lot going on outside of this. Um, I work in a gym training all day uh, and have responsibilities at home, try to maintain a social life and maintain my hobbies too. So with all of that taking a lot of time from me, frequency is up in the air at this point for how often this podcast is released. I would love to do this podcast every other week, but right now with my work schedule, that is becoming almost impossible to do. Would like to make that more of a priority for you guys moving forward. I would like to make this a regular occurrence so I can provide you, the listener, with as much quality content as possible to make your life a little bit more healthy. From this point right now, we've this is episode six, and I have another, let me see, 35 titles um, written out so far. So quite a few as we're going through. So there's a lot of content to cover. So I really want this to keep going because there's so much information that people consider 
consistently ask me about. And I know that it can get out there and help you guys have a better time with your health and fitness journey. So if you enjoyed the podcast and you want to join in the discussion, consider joining us on Patreon. There are multiple levels with tiered benefits to each one. The VIP level even gets you access to myself for exercise adherence training. This includes exercise prescription, nutritional advice, and exercise adherence accountability. Basically, somebody to help you stay on track. If the VIP price isn't your speed, join in even at the first or the second tier for access to our Discord server where you can chat with, chat with us in real time, see upcoming announcements for more content, and of course, share some memes and some dog pics. Another great way to support the podcast is to share it with your friends and leave us a nice review wherever you are listening. The Discord server is the primary hub for all of the things going on during the week, so you'll be able to stay up to date with everything going on. I do have a couple of goals for this podcast. My first goal is five patrons, so please, if you get anything out of this podcast and you would like to receive even more benefits, please consider supporting. That patron page also supports all of my other efforts as well, and we're taking basically 10% of everything we earn, and we are going to put it towards efforts to end food scarcity in Washington state. So if anything, you're helping me provide content so that you can be more healthy and other people can get the food that they need as well. My second goal is to get about 50 listeners to this podcast. So please share this around. If you enjoy the content, go ahead, do it right now. Hit that share button, share it with a friend so that they can start taking steps towards a healthier life. Right now, you can find the Healthy Humans podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Anchor. Wow, tried to say that really quick, but that's all right. This is still a very new podcast here, guys. So if you can't find us, follow me on Twitter and look for the pinned tweets. I want to share fairly regular AMA episodes or Ask Me Anything episodes. So I will be including questions that relate to each episode's topic. So send in your questions to me on Twitter or Instagram or the podcast email. The next episode, we are going to be talking about HIT training, high intensity interval training. Send in your questions to me on Twitter using the hashtag healthy humans podcast, or by sending in an email to me at healthy humans podcast at gmail.com. This is one of my favorite topics here, guys. And I'm so excited to share this with you because this is a game changer in how you approach your workout routine. You can find me throughout the week at Finley the Dog Gaming on Patreon, Instagram, Twitch, and at Finley the Dog on Twitter. You can also find me at YouTube at Finley and Theo Entertainment. Consider going through, listening, and liking more of my content. Again, and the more support I get from you all, the more you will get out of me as well. This means higher production value, more frequent releases, and a larger variety of content. Currently, we have listeners in Washington, Ohio, California, Texas, Oklahoma, and Indiana. Love it. Love to hear it. We even have listeners internationally in the United Kingdom, Sweden, Sweden, Belgium, Spain, and Australia. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It means the world to me, and I hope you guys continue to tune in to all of the new episodes as well. Just a note here, guys, all information discussed on this podcast does not constitute medical advice, and you should always consult your physician before starting an exercise program. Let's finish up with our three rules here, guys. Remember, rule number one, make sure you move around, stretch, get a workout in. Movement is medicine. Rule number two, drink some water, preferably more water than coffee. And finally, make sure you have a great rest of your day. We will see you all in the next one. Thanks for tuning in.